Hello, this is Daily Tech and Change Shows for Tech News with you. Uh, so I do hope you enjoy it uh, and find it interesting. Uh, so also um, make sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube and click the follow or heart button if you're on anything else like Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. That way you'll be able to see all the latest tech news by me that is daily. Also all the articles that I uh, talk about here are linked in the description below. Uh, so if you want to go and read them for yourself. Uh, then you can. Uh, so, firstly, uh, article by the next web. AMD's Radeon RX 6000 GPUs are a serious challenge to NVIDIA's dominance. Uh, so, yeah. So, yesterday, or today-ish, I don't know, because it's all kind of American-timed, I believe. Generally, when they do these events, it's a bit hard to follow it across the UK. Generally, for me, it would be yesterday, or like kind of midnight, like 1am today kind of things. So I can't do it until a lot later. Anyway, yeah, so uh, AMD is on a roll. Uh, it was just a few years ago that the company seemed to destined to fade into a relative obscurity in fields dominated by Intel and Nvidia. Of course, twenty twenty that is very uh, not true for the fact that AMD is highly and very popular, especially uh, for their CPUs. Uh, so, the Radeon RX 6000 series uh, Spectrum price to offer a real challenge to the RTX 3000 cards and potentially save you some money as well, which is just crazy. So that's no small feat, considering the fact that AMD was behind the previous generation and that Nvidia's new cards were one of its biggest generational leaps ever. Uh, yet if AMD's performance metrics are to be believed, which I think we can, uh, the RX 6800, well 6800, uh, which costs 579 uh, US dollars, uh, the 6800 XT, which costs 649 US dollars, 6900 XT, uh, 999 US dollars, of a real competition as the RTX 3070, which costs 500 US dollars, the 3080, which costs 700 dollars, uh, and the 3080, sorry, um, 3080, uh, 3090 even, uh, uh, 1,500 uh, US dollars, respectively. Uh, so the RX5900 XT in particular looks to be a fantastic deal. So AMD claims its new RDNA2 technology offers uh, to twice the performance of the prior generation, uh, while drawing roughly the same power of uh, and less than the NVIDIA equivalent. Uh, this is despite the fact that the company is using the same 7nm transistor size as in its previous cards. Uh, one source of improvement is something called Infinity Cache, which we did see leaks for quite a while ago, uh, which is essentially 128 megabytes of on-die cache to reduce latency in GPU processing. Uh, the company isn't providing uh, many other specification uh, specifics on how it's achieving these gains, uh, but obviously we'll take them. Uh, so ray tracing has been a huge part of Nvidia's graphics uh, push in the last few years. You can't find them on uh, AMD cards. That was one of the competitive pushes by. Uh, Nvidia, but now AMD also supports ray tracing. Uh, so, the cards support AMD's uh, Fidelity FX, an open source toolkit for developers to easily add high quality lighting effects. And variable rate shading, for instance, allows developers to spend fewer processing resources on areas of the image that aren't as important. Our denser, denoiser, should make for cleaner ray, tra ray trace lighting. It also has something called uh, Super Resolution, uh, which appears to be uh, the company's analogue for NVIDIA's DLSS upscaling technology. Uh, AMD also has a sub 
uh, Subsa Advantage. Its technology is used in the PlayStation 5 and Xbox series, uh, which obviously uh, that should give the company a leg up on cross-platform titles. Uh, and here are some slides that AMD provided um, against its cards, against Nvidia's cards, and exactly AMD will choose games where its cards will be more performant, but it's impressive to see the cards go toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh, nonetheless. Uh, so you got the RX 6800 against the RTX 2080 Ti, which is roughly equivalent to the RTX 3070 as well. Um, so you can see uh, the grey, if you're not watching, and I'll say it out loud anyway. Uh, so the RTX 2080 Ti is grey, uh, and the RX 6800 is red, so if you're looking at it uh, like that. So this is across 1440, uh, 1440p, and... It's the frames per second that they're measuring here. Uh, so they don't give the specific numbers for the uh, RTX 2080 Ti, although you can roughly work out. Uh, so you have about 140 FPS as a sport Battlefield 5. So 140 FPS um, on the RTX card, on Nvidia's card, and 184 uh, FPS on uh, the RX 6800. You have about, what would that be about, I'm going to say 80 FPS for uh, Borderlands 3 for the NVIDIA card, and 99 FPS for the RX 6800 AMD card. Uh, so for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you have about maybe one, yeah, that's about 100, and like 5 FPS uh, for the NVIDIA card, and 125 FPS for the AMD card. Then for Division 2. Uh, you've got about 109 um, for the NVIDIA card and 118 for the AMD card. I really wish they had put the numbers there. Obviously, it makes it seem better if you can't see the numbers. It is just one of those tactics, but still. Uh, for Forza Horizon 4, we no, we didn't do... No, we, no, we haven't. Uh, so for Doom Eternal, um, and, uh, NVIDIA got about... What's that, like... 107, no, the 165 FPS, um, and AMD scored 180 FPS. And you see this is quite good, of course. Uh, the RX 6800 does cost about $80 um, more than the card, so you're getting a decent performance thing, but, I mean, they're quite comparable. Uh, the Forza, Forza Horizon 4, uh, NVIDIA scored about, oh, this is a quite a big difference here. Uh, about 155 fps uh whereas where's that i'm trying to like it gets harder for yeah 155 and amd scored 204 fps gears of war 5 uh, eight, uh nvidia scored about 100 fps and amd scored about 127 fps and i think you get the idea i think we'll just do shadow of the tomb raider uh so uh, Shadow Tomb Raider for Nvidia scored about one hundred and forty, no, hundred. That's less than um, hundred and twenty-five FPS, and the AMD card scored one hundred and thirty-six FPS. So you see, a uh, better performance there. That would be nice just to maybe have seen this graph. I wish they had done it. Um, but it just showed the percentage. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, and here's how the RX six sixty-eight hundred X. 
T compared to the RTX 3080. In this chart, AMD also shows a something called Smart Access Memory, a proprietary technology to allow computers running the latest Ryzen processors to directly access the GPU's memory. Uh, so this is again frames per second, uh, but it says a percentage um, over what that other one is, uh, so it'll be much easier to read. So in grey you have um, the RTX 3080, in red you have uh, the 6800 XT, and then uh, white is the 6800 XT and how much more it gets. Uh, so with um, so with Borderlands 3 it has a 6% increase, uh, Doom Eternal 2% increase, quite a big one with Forza Horizon 4 at uh, 13%. Uh, increase Gears of War uh, 5, 8% increase. Uh, same with Hitman 2. Uh, Resident Evil 3 gained 4%, and so did uh, Wolfstein Young Blood. And then there's the RX uh, 6900 uh, compared to the RTX 3090. Oh, I guess the frames again. Oh, right, so it, did I say so this was at. I didn't say what kind of. Anyway, yeah. This is at 4K uh, for this test. Let's all have a look. So for Battlefield 5, um, Nvidia. So this is the Nvidia RTX 3090 versus the 3900 XT. Uh, so for uh, Nvidia, they gain they got about 110 FPS. Uh, AMD scored 122 FPS for Battlefield 5. I'll just go over a few of them that I can see. Oh, one thing that is uh, interesting is Division 2. Uh, they actually gained less FPS, 81 FPS uh, for Division 2 for AMD and um, Nvidia scored about what would that be like eighty seven FPS, and they also uh, got less in uh, Forza Horizon Four. No, 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 they didn't. What am I on about? No, Doom Eternal. They got like one frame less, uh, and same with Wolfstein Young Blood. They got about like five frames less. Uh, it looks like to be identical on Shadow of the Tomb Raider though. So very equivalent cards, apart from the fact that there's a massive difference between price here. Uh, so it's the first time in a long time that Team Red has uh, ha has had flagship graphics cards that appear to be fully on par for NVIDIA's, while apparently drawing less power too, which is obviously nice. Uh, the proof is in the pudding though, so we'll learn more uh, about the cards once they can be benchmarked by independent users and publications. Uh, the 6800 and 6800 XT will be starting November the 18th, while the 6900 XT arrives on December the 8th. So yeah. Um, massive increase here because I mean if you're considering the fact that you're paying quite a bit less uh, for the card you're paying a lot less and um, like 500 uh, US dollars which is just massive uh, decreasing you're getting uh, on par or even better in some cases performance now of course this is not every game there's obviously more games that it could be worse than Obviously, I'll show the games that did better at, but even then, it's still quite a good increase. So yeah. Uh, next up, uh, by Express. Uh, so your iPhone 12 seems to have a secret feature that Apple didn't tell anyone about, and apparently it's good. Uh, so Apple has announced its latest bunch of iPhones this month at an online-only event, and we of course we've talked about before with 5G, the A14 Bionic chip, and um, ceramic uh, shield glass to prevent cracks and all of that. But Apple might have kept uh, quite about one of the new additions, including in the new smartphone series. So, 
What is it? I want, what is it? Oh, right, yeah, so, um, according to a new finding uh, from the FCC, uh, which is the Federal Communications Commission, uh, which is the United States uh, regulatory body that certifies radio, television, wire, satellite equipment, uh, and the iPhone 12 uh, models seemingly have the ability to recharge accessories and other smartphones using the built-in wireless charging feature, uh, to emails and all that. Uh, so, it allows smartphone owners to place their handset face down and use the battery cell inside uh, to top up a friend's dying iPhone or uh, other phone, like an Android phone, stuff like that, or even AirPods, Galaxy Buds, and anything with really uh, rechargeable batteries that are wireless. Apple was widely rumoured to be looking into the technology for the iPhone 11 last year. Uh, in fact, YouTube channels uh, that dismantled the iPhone 12 found a number of unused components that believed uh, to be required to enable so-called reverse wireless charging. We have seen this on other phones as well. But while not all the required components made the cut in the iPhone 11, uh, the FCC documentation seems to suggest that you know, everything is present and correct in the iPhone 12, uh, despite Apple not mentioning a thing about this. Uh, so it could be something else that they announce or an update. Maybe it's not; it won't be enabled yet, obviously. Uh, I think it could be something uh, coming out in the next update because maybe they're just getting the software ready for it or something like that. That could be the case. But yeah, cool new feature. Next article by Android Authority. There's a weird little grey bar down here. Oh, well. uh, so, Huawei can allegedly uh, buy Samsung display panels now, uh, but not chipsets, which is obviously not great. I assume they've used them before. As the United States government uh, banned Huawei prevents the company from buying component, uh, components from multiple major distributors. That did not work. Can I just... Oop. How do I... Is there a pause button? Can I just please pause it quickly? Oh, guess I'm not pausing it. Let's just continue. Uh, so, yeah. Obviously, the ban on Huawei obviously wasn't great for them, but they have they are allowed to get companies are allowed to get permissions to sell their stuff because obviously it does damage other companies because they make money off selling them. Uh, so, the Huawei ban is built on the idea that the company could use its products as spying on other nations, considering it would be incredibly difficult to use a smartphone display alone for that. Um, it makes sense that the US uh, would allow something to deal with Huawei for those products. Unfortunately, what Huawei really needs is a company uh, with, with uh, which it can uh, develop chipsets. With every major distributor blocks on the Huawei ban, uh, except MediaTek for now, Huawei can't produce its current chips any longer. That would make it extreme, uh, incredibly difficult for Huawei to produce smartphones at all. They can't even get chipsets for them, seeing as that's exactly what it runs on. So yeah, um, hopefully they'll get enough to where they can keep on going. Right now, it's not looking good for them. Uh, next article by Games Radar. Uh, so Sony have uh, rebranded a bunch of UHD Blu-rays as PS5 4K movies, and I think it's self-explanatory. You'll be able to watch them on PlayStation Five. So Sony is releasing a new line of 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays for the PlayStation Five. As the PlayStation 5 4K Movie Essentials are re-releases of past Ultra HD Blu-rays, except they're going to be targeted towards PlayStation 5 owners, seeing as the um, disc drive inside the PlayStation 5 can um, play Ultra HD um, Blu-rays, uh, such as Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
Uh, so PlayStation 5 is capable of playing 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays, which I've just said, which means it's selected uh, from the PlayStation 5 4K Movie Essentials, will be watchable in uh, 2160p on the consoles. According to a listing on Amazon, the prices for selected Blu-rays will uh, sit at $30.99 uh, and come in a 4K Ultra HD disc, standard Blu-ray, a disc as well as a digital copy of the movie as well, which is always quite cool. However, PlayStation 5 Digital Edition owners will not be able to play the new 4K Blu-rays because of a lack from a disk drive. However, the digital copies will be available in 4K from selected streaming services though. So just, even if you have a PlayStation 5 Digital, you'll still be able to get the 4K goodness. Which is obviously quite good. Uh, next article by TechSpot. Microsoft is reportedly planning a new major uh, UI overhaul for Windows 10 next year. So... Uh, we recently saw minor changes to various Windows components in Microsoft's October 2020 feature update. Uh, but next year, the company will reportedly shift things into a high gear, at least in terms of design. So Windows 10X, uh, Microsoft's light version of the standard OS, is expected to roll out publicly by spring next year, uh, though it won't arrive for dual-screen devices until uh, 2022. Uh, the new OS will also feature a familiar but modern Windows experience, as indicated by Microsoft's uh, preview of a new file explorer earlier this year. Uh, now though it looks like the company has plans for a broader uh, design refresh, presumably to align an experience across the Windows 10X and its standard desktop counterpart, which obviously would make sense. Um, so, yeah. So this would arrive in the fall uh, of 221H2 and uh, pack big UI changes for the Start Menu, Action Center, and Legacy uh, File Explorer. So codenamed Sun Valley, uh, this UI refresh is apparently being worked on by Windows Devices and Experiences team under the guidance of Microsoft's uh, Chief Producer Officer uh, Panos Pane. Uh, Zach Bowden from Windows Central also notes that an updated taskbar with built-in uh, modern code, wider dark mode support across legacy apps, and several tablet improvements, which is obviously going to be nice, are expected for this overhaul. Interestingly, Microsoft will also make the, uh, these designs uh, optional, at least for some features, allowing them to switch back between new and old experiences, which would be nice, seeing as some people do prefer the older look. And of course, this would make sense for the uh, Surface Neo, uh, which we'll be seeing soon. Um, I'm just going to quickly go and turn on my light because it's getting darker again. Done. Right, so SteelSeries' new uh, Aerox free gaming mice are lightweight and water resistant. Uh, this article is by The Verge. Oh yeah, by the way, this article is by text, but I probably said that, but I don't remember. Uh, so SteelSeries' new uh, Aerox gaming mouse lineups uh, marks a few uh, first for the company. It claims uh, both its $60 uh, Aerox free wide mouse and the $100 uh, uh, wireless version will that will be given on November the 10th are the first gaming mice to receive an IP54 rating, giving them fighting a chance against water and dust, which obviously would be nice for people who spill things. Uh, they're also uh, the company's first mice to adopt the ever-popular honeycomb uh, shell design, popularised by more niche uh, peripheral makers like Final Mouse or Glorious PC Gaming Race, uh, to name a couple of examples. Uh, and with that uh, see-through design, they're aimed at people who want a lightweight mouse, um, so the wireless weighs 66 grams, while the wide version weighs 57 grams. Must wear the cable, obviously. As so for the wireless uh, Air X3, it's DualSeries' first mouse to connect via USB-C to recharge too, which is nice. USB-C is becoming a new standard, and it's always nice to see it getting used on more devices. So yeah. 
Uh, these changes are exciting and yet uh, are largely identical in design to the Rival 3 series uh, by Razor. Uh, so the raised middle section that contains the DPI switcher and scroll wheel look the same as it does uh, the slim, uh, false, ambiguous uh, layout design two, uh, featuring two thumb buttons in familiar location. The diamond uh, shaped holes give uh, this mice a unique look uh, though and for the way the RGB lighting glows offers a peek at the hardware inside. And for the $40 price difference the Aerox 3 wireless has improved uh, specs over the wired version. In addition to supporting 2.4 GHz or Bluetooth wireless connection, the Steel Series says uh, that uh, battery life differs on depending on the wireless mode, which obviously would make sense. God, I really wish my hotkeys would actually start to work. Sometimes they just don't work. Anyway, sorry for that. Uh, so the Aerox 3 wireless features the True Move Air sensor that Steel Series developed. Uh, with Pixar, which was also used in the Rival 3 wireless. So the Wide Eric 3 has the same tree move core sensor used in the cheaper Rival 3. Wait, is this but I can't remember this is by Steel Series, isn't it? Or am I completely being stupid? Um Yeah, Steel Series. <laughs> Don't know how I'd manage to forget that. Anyway, yeah, so there wouldn't be too much to get excited about with the Aerox 3, uh if not for some big changes. Uh incremental improvements uh to sensors are nice. But, I mean, you'd rather see features like the ones the Steel Series invent, uh, implemented on the $100 uh, wireless mouse, like water resistance and USB-C charging. But either way, still a very nice mouse. So, yeah. Right, okay, moving on to the next article. There we go. So, article by Metro. Uh, so, Hitman 3 and Control uh, coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, Nintendo Switch thanks to cloud gaming. Right, so let's get into it. Uh, so, a new Nintendo Direct Mini has suddenly appeared online, and while it only covers uh, third-party games, there are some unexpected surprises in terms of Hitman 3 and Control. Normally, both games would be considered too technically demanding to appear on the Switch, uh, obviously the Switch isn't exactly super powerful, they need uh, to be made available by, uh, via special cloud streaming versions. So, Nintendo has experimented with cloud gaming before in Japan, uh, with a version of Resident Evil 7, but these announcements have come out of nowhere, uh, literally when it comes to control, uh, which is where which is available today from thirty four ninety nine British potatoes. As a control ultimate edition, cloud version runs at thirty fps with ray tracing or sixty fps without. So it's clearly running on hardware far more advanced than the Switch itself, obviously, and you'd reasonably assume a high spec PC. But publishers, uh, the publishers of Five Five Games haven't said yet. But I think we'll find out soon. So yeah, uh, that's really cool for the fact that now you can stream this game, uh, and obviously you'll be able to play the game, so if you've had a Switch and you want uh, to use it, then you can. Actually, I think it's just really cool. Of course, you will require a decent internet connection, obviously, to be able to play the game. So yeah. Uh, and finally, last article of the day, by Express. Uh, Amazon's new Alexa update stops you uh, having to say Alexa out loud all the time, which is obviously quite cool. So Amazon has started to roll out a free update to customers with Fire tablets that transforms the popular devices into a touchscreen hub to control your smart home kit. From the light bulbs, uh, thermostats, smart kettles uh, and coffee machines, uh, dubbed device dashboard. Uh, so it's an acknowledgement that Amazon realises touch might be more convenient than voice at certain times, like in the middle of a phone call or if you're just generally just don't want to talk. 
Uh, so, whether you're in the middle of playing a game, watching a show, or chatting with uh, a friend and family, uh, you can tap the icon in the navigation bar to launch the new interface, and adjust lights in the room, turn on lamps, start the kettle, and all of that stuff without needing your voice. So, according to a report from CD, uh, ZDNet, uh, the latest update, which started to roll out this week and should be available for more than available on your Amazon branded tablet very soon, is limited to a number of, of the tablets. This includes the 2018 Amazon Fire HD 8, Amazon Fire 7, and Amazon Fire HD 10 from 2019, and the Amazon Fire HD 8 that launched earlier this year. So, yeah, you'll require one of those devices, but I have a feeling you probably would have that anyway. Uh, not only that, but some of the speaking components inside the Echo Show 10 also move around when the display turns to face you. This means you'll... Wait, whoa. Oh, right, yeah, so this is now talking about the um, new Echo tablet we saw kind of thing. So, yeah, that's just a cool thing. Anyways, yeah, I do hope you enjoyed uh, the episode, and thanks for watching all the way through. Uh, it was quite interesting tech news. Uh, so, yeah, have a good day. My hockey's gonna work. They're very much not. Can I stop recording from? Yes, I can do it. Something that I can't pause it from here because sometimes I need to pause it. Oh well. Right. Goodbye.